Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to episode Denny Hamlin, number 11 of Loose Lugs, presented by Double L Sports Network. I'm your host, Lauren Leach, once again, and I am joined, as usual, by Mark Allen. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Hi, buddy. Uh, Denny Hamlin, your favorite, huh? I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll take an old Bill Elliott or Terry Labonte Budweiser car. Classic. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, classic bud cars and yeah you're right i uh should have thought about that a little more hey i even like even better was kill yarborough when he went back in the late 70s yeah. i've always been there a kill yarborough fan I, I always dug him yeah there you go there's another one good uh good thinking by you yeah yeah showing my age um <laughs> like the guys way back then yeah <laughs> You know, I could dig up a lot more 11s, you know, if you go way back to Mario Andretti when he won the 67 500 and, you know, yeah. and Ned Jarrett, he drove the 11 way back when he won Darlington by 14 laps. I don't know how you do that without a lucky dog. <laughs> hmm. So how are you today, buddy? Good, good. Doing well. Uh, nice weekend uh, over here. Uh, Got some stuff done, did a little bit of racing, had some success there, um, watched the NFL draft. Uh, speaking of that, we did release a new podcast that you were involved in as well, the first one, The Leaning Tower of Cheesa, so that was some fun. Yeah, yeah. First time I was on Zoom, it made it work, and uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I had, a, I had a good time with it. Everything worked out. It was nice to talk to friends that you don't talk to all the time that all enjoy football so yeah how are you buddy um hey out on the bike and did some walking outside and fixed the lawnmower and even got the motor lawn so i'm doing outdoor things and as long as i'm outside i'm i'm a happy man yeah we've been taking a few walks too it's just nice to get outside and do a little bit of something out there with this pandemic uh, continuing here yeah, but uh, had to come inside and watch a race today. <laughs> you <know>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we're a little behind, so we'll go back to last week, and let's start with Saturday Night Thunder at Richmond. They did uh, 10 lap heat races there in qualifying. Landon Castle was the fastest, then Alex LeBay, Josh Berry, Anthony Alfredo, and Ty Majeski. They were the top five there. Then come the 10-lap heats. Heat number one, not a whole lot of action there. Landon Castle wins that one. Anthony Alfredo was second. Chase Briscoe third. Kaz Grala fourth. Logan CV was fifth. And Will Rogers was sixth, and they all advanced. Justin Elgeyer started in the top six, but he fell out. I uh, Yeah, I was in and out on that race. I watched a little bit of it. I like, I like the heat race format. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I agree with you. It's nice to get the drivers a little acclimated to the action, get out some wrecks if there's going to be any, and then also get the guys that kind of rise to the top involved as well. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I ain't got many notes on that race there, but, uh, yeah, I was kind of watching in and out on that race. Um, had other things kind of going on, but, yeah, I was paying attention a little bit to it. Sure. Then uh, heat race number two, there was a crash on lap four. Um, Drew Dollar got into Blake Cook in the left rear, and Cook 
uh, right rear Michael McDowell, who was in this one, because if you remember, the Sunday race didn't include all the guys uh, that were previously in the Sunday race, so they were allowed to race the Saturday race. So McDowell goes uh, head on into the wall, big wreck. Others were involved. Um, Ty Majeski was able to go to the lead with three to go. Majeski wins it over Alex LeBay, Landon Huffman, Cole Custer, Harrison Burton, and Matt Mills, those six advanced. Then comes heat race number three. And, again, that one was a little tame. Josh Berry ends up winning that one over Chase Cabray, Bailey Curry, Ty Gibbs, Derek Krause, and Josh Balicki. Those six advanced into the feature event that night. Ryan Truex came through the field a little bit, and he was to the inside of Balicki, but it wasn't enough. He had to go to the last chance qualifier. Yeah, isn't Richmond a cool racetrack? I uh, I kind of struggle there, but it's like they say it's the same as Iowa, but I disagree. Uh, you can uh, rip around Richmond. Uh, it's a fun place to race. Yeah, I would say Iowa gives you a little bit more room coming out of turn two, it feels like. Just a little bit more than Richmond, but uh, Richmond can be fun too. It seemed this week like it was built to be really loose. You know, it seems like they set up them them races different than what our weekly races are. Uh, I've been noticing that a little bit. Like, uh, it looks a little unfamiliar of what I see, uh, what other the big-name drivers are going through setups and uh, what we normally do during the week. Yeah, that is possible because I saw some of the uh... – the pro I racers that race on Tuesday, they were helping out the setup a little bit. So it could be slightly different from what we are unless they're working on it for the whole system. I'm not totally clear on that. It just seems like it, it seems like they're making it easier for them. I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do some research on that and find that out. Um, but let's get back into it here. Last chance qualifier number one. They did two of them. Uh, Joe Graff Jr. started in the top four, I believe. He misses the corner and almost causes a big wreck. Then he spins coming out of turn four, collecting Noah Gregson and Stuart Friesen. That was on the first lap, all that much. So he misses one and two, and then out of four, he spins and collects Gregson and Friesen. Then uh, Michael McDowell was able to pass Jesse Iwiji with five to go, and Iwiji Awuji, excuse me, falls out of the top um, four, which advanced. Justin Allgaier won that one. Ryan Truex comes home second. Brennan Poole third. And Michael McDowell, those four advanced to the feature event out of last chance qualifier number one. Jesse Awuji looked pretty good, but he just wasn't able to be beat Michael McDowell in that one. You said Awuji, and I was about ready to say Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jesse Luigi, what a good guy he is. He's, of course, involved in the Navy, so he had to take a leave of absence not too long ago. He missed some stuff, but uh, what a good guy. Just a positive guy trying to promote the sport that we all love. Salute. Salute them sailors. You know what side I'm on. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, last chance qualifier number two then comes up next. Austin Singdrick uh, struggled a little early, but he was able to hold on to fourth. Uh, Chad Fincham falls out of the top four. Then Christian Eckes has a problem. He spins with contact with Gilliland. 
Gillen uh, got spun by Boyd in turn four after that, so the, all them guys were involved. The upper groove really was working in this last chance qualifier, and the win goes, um, let me see here, to Garcia, Ruben Garcia Jr., Blake Cook, Austin Sindrick, and Scott Stenzel were the top four, so they advanced into the feature event. Oh, there's some names you don't hear every day. Yeah, it was uh, – It was it, those races were pretty good. I really enjoyed watching them. That was a so then the, it was at night too, wasn't it? That's a that's a night race. Yeah, they started actually uh, like afternoon where the sun was just peeking out, and then it went into the night as the day went on. So those last chance qualifiers were under the light. Isn't that cool how that works? Where you start racing, and then as you go, it gets darker as you go. It also helps the track traction too. It helps it out as you go along too. Tightens up the racetrack. Absolutely. Enough. Absolutely, and I tell you what, that glare is real. That glare coming out of turn four at some of these tracks or going into one is uh, pretty significant. Yeah, it blinds you. Yeah, there's a there's a blind spot there when there's a the reflection. Yep. Yeah, they do a good job with all of that, making it as realistic as possible. So then the uh, Saturday Night Thunder feature, Landon Castle and Ty Majeski lead the field of green because if you remember – they were the top finisher in the heat races. Uh, Landon Castle had a good start. Majeski was under fire from Josh Berry. Berry ended up getting by him to second. Then Anthony Alfredo got by Majeski as well. A little later on, Majeski was able to get back to third. Josh Berry took the lead, and that was the start of his dominance for the night. Yeah, he was hooked up all night. Uh, him and Majeski were uh, pretty much the same. All the way through, it was. It all came down to uh, track position between those two. Yeah, it looked like Josh Berry was just a touch better on the short run, and that's uh, what did it. He would be about a half a second out of Majeski, and they would kind of even off, and and Majeski just couldn't get back to him. Yep, yep, that's what I saw. So then there was a uh, caution when Michael McDowell and Ryan Truex make contact and go around. Josh Belicki got involved. Brennan Poole or someone that had a similar paint scheme was also involved. They didn't really touch on that a little bit, but I saw him coming through. Um, Josh Berry and Ty Majeski then lead back to green. Kaz Grala and Ty Gibbs make contact, but keep going on. Derek Krause gets into Will Rogers. Rogers falls a few spots. Krause also lost three spots, and then the second caution comes on lap 62 when Chase Briscoe gets into Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs goes around. Will Rogers hits the wall, avoiding them too. Yep, yep. Just another incident that I remember from that. So, yep. Again, Josh Berry and Ty Majeski lead the field back to green. Barry had a little bit of a better start, as we had mentioned, kind of happened throughout the night. Then um, Kaz Grala and Bailey Curry make contact, and what a save by Bailey Curry! Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't remember that one. Yep, that one, that one slipped me. I might have uh, went and took a station break there on that one. Then the caution comes out with 43 to go. Alfredo into Briscoe. CV makes contact as well. Um, then on the pit stops, Logan or uh, excuse me, uh, Logan CV and Castle take two tires, which you and I have some experience with. Usually doesn't turn out too well. Yeah, I don't like two tires. I probably will never do it again. 
<laughs> I will probably try it again at some point, but it is very tough. That loosens the car up drastically. I think it's undrivable. At least for me, it is. So when I someone does that, I pay attention to it. And well, the professionals seem like they can make it happen, but um, doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, so Landon Castle had a good start coming back to green. Josh Berry made it up to second. Ty Majeski ended up falling through the field uh, because Stevie was falling back with those two tires. He fell all the way back to seventh. Josh Berry took the lead with 35 to go. Um, Justin Elgar puts Cole Custer in the wall. Truex got involved in that one. That was a caution. Then Anthony Alfredo, he had a pretty good run through the middle part of this. Him and Landon Castle lead the field back to green because Alfredo stayed out and Castle beat Barry off of pit road. Then a caution right away on the restart. Landon Huffman goes around contact with Chase Cabray in the corner, and then Cabray on the uh, straightaway gets into Alex LeBay, and uh, it was on from there. Anthony Alfredo and Josh Berry would lead them back to green after that quick caution again. Uh, Josh Berry takes the lead coming out of four on the restart. Ty Majeski made his way up to third. Then to second, Castle falls back to third. Anthony Alfredo started to fall at this point. Um, and then Landon Castle squeezed him into the wall, and that uh, really made Alfredo go back a little further. Derek Krause was a pinball on one of those uh, – in one of those corners, he gets to into Alfredo and others. But as we mentioned, Josh Berry was very dominant. He takes the win. Ty Majeski second. Chase Cabray third. Ty Gibbs fourth. Landon Castle rounds out the top five. Will Rogers comes home sixth. Anthony Alfredo seventh. He did a good job recovering from those two tires after he fell a little bit. Castle as well. He finished fifth. Kaz Grala comes home eighth. Logan CV ninth. And Bailey Curry rounds out the top ten on Saturday Night Thunder at Richmond. So I think uh, that Saturday Night Thunder deal is pretty cool, Mark. Um, get some more people involved on the iRacing site, and it's, it's pretty cool to watch some of the guys you watch on a Friday, Saturday night. You know, I thought that was a good run by Majeski, and uh, he was in the back, and, you know, he back, fell back to seventh or eighth like that, and, and he came, came back when he finally got back to second place. Well, uh, yeah, the 88 checked out and was gone. But uh, entertaining. It's uh, it's worth checking in and watching. There's a lot of big names in that stuff, man. There's good 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 talent racing there. Absolutely. And another thing it does is it makes you pay attention to the guys coming through the ranks a little more. You can see the guys that have some experience on the eye racing, and then they can translate it to the on-track stuff. So that's something I pay attention to. Yep, same here. So then we go to Sunday where they did things a, a little differently. Again, they uh, didn't involve everyone that was in it in the past. Um, Ryan Priest was on the pole for this one. William Byron uh, went to second pretty quickly. Timmy Hill and Landon Castle side-by-side side for third. It ends up going to Hill. And then I noticed something, and I text you right away, Mark. They were shifting, which was pretty incredible to, incredible to me because that thing was already loosened up, and when you shift, that can really spin the back tires. Yeah, De Benedetto, all of a sudden, I like his, am I hearing that right? Yes, he was shifting. Hey, how about that sim uh, flyover at the beginning of that race? They even had the, the jet fighters, 
on a simulator that actually put that on the show. So <laughs> that was cool too. Yeah, I didn't notice that last week, but I saw it today, and I was—I I agree. I thought that was awesome. Um, you know, it makes it as you're watching a real race on a Sunday. Yeah, it was better uh, last week because they kind of went on board with the with the planes, so you can actually see the uh, the in in well, it was not the in car in cockpit of the planes as they flew over, and uh, yeah, it was spectacular. I just I, I made a note on that saying, "Hey, now that's cool." But uh, that's the kind of thing that they train uh, fighter pilots with, too, also on simulators. I'll have to go and take a look at that. I, I completely missed that one, so I would like to see how they did that. Yeah, it was cool. All right, so then uh, Parker Klagerman was all over Dale Jr. for fifth. Uh, Chris Busher's steering wheel brakes, there's a caution. He just turned right, right into turn three, I believe, and – they were kind of talking what happened there, and it came out that his steering broke on that thing, and uh, wow. I think they said he got disconnected, and then uh, too bad for uh, Harvick. He uh, he T-boned him to finish him off. <laughs> but, yep. uh, yeah, them left tires just absolutely went totally to the left, and then he had no control. Yeah. Yep, I've heard that happening before where steering wheels fall off the desks or they get disconnected, and – and it's on from there. Yep. Or the monitor goes dark and then it's just like, uh, you're on your own. So then uh, Ryan Priest leads them back to green. And uh, there was another quick caution. Clint Boyer and Bubba Wallace involved. Again. Um, them two can't seem to get away from each other. Yeah. And uh, Boyer said he got bubbled again. And he said, the Lord works in mysterious ways. So I guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, you uh, – well, sometimes you raise somebody and it seems like you're always around that same guy. So, yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually what started that wreck was Alex Bowman and Ross Chastain started that one. And then Clinton Bubba just got uh, hooked up there and well, they, like I said, you just can't get away from each other. But I, again, Clint makes some uh, comments, you know, he's, he just says what he thinks and, uh, you know what? That's part of the entertainment. Yeah. Chastain and Bowman buried them head first into the inside wall, so they had significant damage. Think about it was there were zero resets on this one, and I was totally a fan of that. That will make you kind of settle down a little bit to uh, make sure that you uh, race upright on that. So I was happy about the zero resets on this one. Yeah, and Mike Joy even pointed that out, that uh, the first uh, – first start of the race was actually pretty good. And he said, huh, I wonder why there's zero restarts. And then, uh, then they had some issues after that a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm okay with one reset, I think, but if you have zero, you got to really be careful. And I think that's what exactly happened there. Yeah. You know, Bubba took a swipe at Boyer, you know, and it ended up costing uh, um, the 95 car ended up being an innocent bystander on that one, uh, Christopher Bell. And then he got into it, and then also Reddick was also involved with that whole deal. So while somebody's playing shenanigans, there's innocent bystanders that actually get involved too. That happens a lot of racing, though. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Clint checked up and Bubba was going to be right on his door there, and Clint moved down a little bit, or Bubba moved up a little more than they planned to, and they get hooked up, but uh, 
it is what it is. That's part of racing. Uh, they go back to green here, and Ryan Priest, William Byron, and Timmy Hill had a good start, but another caution comes out. Logano gets into Kurt Busch. Others were involved in that one as well. Yeah, it looked like the one checked up on that one. Kurt Busch checked up, and then the 22 just absolutely nailed him and put him in the inside wall. But uh, after that, Logano had uh, eight minutes damage, so he got to sit in the pits for a little bit, and, and uh, Ty Dillon got the lucky dog out of that mess. Yep, so then they had a good restart the next time around, uh, but Clint Boyer, his luck didn't turn around. He blows an engine, and uh, he just he just can't buy a break right now. <laughs> yeah, it's getting you're getting used to him blowing him up. He's just he just kind of puts his hands up and he's like, "What happened?" So, so well, then he became a commentator after afterwards. So, but yeah, he tries hard though. He tries maybe too hard, but. Yeah, and uh, Doug Yates actually tweets that out and says, well, that wasn't one of our engines, you know, just to, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, don't blame it on that engine builder. Right, right. Um, so William Byron takes the lead then. Timmy Hill was second. Brad Kozlowski was third. Um, Parker Kligerman was fourth, and Ryan Priest was fifth. I tell you what, Brad Kozlowski, he is one of the most improved at this. Yeah, until he was in the pit pit lane, and then uh, – there was no ghost mode when Junior Junior uh, dumped him into the inside wall on the pit road. There should have been a ghost mode there. Um, we uh, experience that every once in a while when you think there should be a ghost mode and there isn't, and there ends up being an incident on pit road. Yeah, yeah, we've run into that before, and that's why I kind of stay away from everyone there. It can be very frustrating when someone's right on your back bumper because you don't know if it's going to ghost or not, and Actually, a lot of times it doesn't. So just got to be careful on pit road there. That can be very frustrating. You know, that caused Keselowski to go from third to 15th after that, plus probable possible damage. They never showed him hitting the wall. All they saw was going heading towards the wall. But I'm sure he uh, I'm sure he hit the wall rather hard there. Yeah. Um, Dale Jr. pressured Priest, and he, he got back into the top there. Priest started to fall a little bit. And then he actually brings out a caution because he goes around after contact with Matt DiBenedetto. Shark in the water. <laughs> he ended up being um, in the water with Priest, yeah. Yeah, so then uh, we'll get into that a little bit. William Byron and Parker Kligerman, uh and Timmy Hill lead them back to green. Close call again between Ryan Priest and Matt DiBenedetto. And then a caution with 37 to go. Ryan Priest turns Matt DiBenedetto. Matt DiBenedetto pays him back. Yeah, they went around and around. I also seen where the 89 came out of the pits and did cone abuse on the cone. Um, <laughs> he took the, took the cone and shoved it out in the middle of the racetrack. Um, at that time, Harvick, I don't think he realized that he could have had his reset, so he was just sitting there in his cockpit just having lunch and just minding his own business. Somebody said, hey, you can get back out there. And He's so inexperienced that I don't think he realized that he could actually uh, get back out there. So <laughs> um, I guess he needed a little bit more coaching because he was that was Harvick's first race. So you uh, learn as you go. Well, I think what happened is he might have used his fast repair on that first incident when he got into Chris Buescher. And then he didn't know you could come back on the track if you just had optional repairs. So you might as, well like you, might as well have lunch. Might as well have lunch and eat then if you're hungry. Or yeah, yeah. So he 
Go to the fridge. And he had option repairs. <laughs> yeah, go get a beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> so then uh, William Byron was first. Bell goes up to second. Uh, Jones was third. Kligerman fourth. And Timmy Hill was fifth. Um, Parker Kligerman and Timmy Hill made contact and saved it. And uh, that was another good save. Yeah, Timmy Hill is a good eye racer. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Suarez and Garrett Smithley make contact as well. Smithley ends up going around, but there's no caution. Jones gets into Bell then. He was running right behind him. He gave him a pretty good shove in the corner, and then he ends up going to second around Christopher Bell. Timmy Hill gets up to third after contact with Bell. Kligerman also gets by um, up to fourth. Then Timmy Hill goes to second, and he was starting to come. Him and Parker Kligerman followed each other through. Kligerman goes to third with 15 to go, and then there's a caution with four to go. Tyler Reddick gets into Christopher Bell, Blaney, and others involved in that one. Yeah, um, the 31 turned the 95, and then the 95 comes shooting all the way across the track and then gets T-boned by the 88, and somehow the 95 ends up coming down the front uh, back stretch against the wall, and he nails Blaney. <laughs> so it was kind of a weird thing where he got uh, he got taken out, come across the track, have caused a few wrecks, come down, and then ends up hitting Blaney. It was just a complete mess. There was all kinds of action going on, on down the back stretch there. At least there was a caution there, though. <laughs> yeah, and another thing to remember I wrote down here was Timmy Hill, Parker Kligerman, Denny Hamlin, and Landon Castle had 16-lap fresher tires. It was a good start for William Byron. Timmy Hill was right behind him. Byron ends up winning it on those 16-lap worst tires. Timmy Hill was second, Parker Kligerman fourth, Landon Castle fourth, and Kyle Busch rounds out the top five at Richmond. Shows Byron how much of an eye racer he is. He is a he's a the best one out there that you can see on eye racing. Absolutely, yeah. You know, um, Ty Majeski is another one that's really good. He has more experience at the lower levels, not necessarily with like the can or the Arca car or the truck or the Xfinity or the Cup. But William Byron has experience with all of that, so it really shows. Yeah, Kyle Busch got a top five. You know, he's he's racing everything. He was even in a in a uh, off-road truck the other night that I saw. I mean, he's racing yeah. everything. You know, I don't know. I don't think he's spending much family time. I think, he, and he even said, "Hey, this is last night." He was on, and he said, "Hey, this i racing. This is really good stuff." So you can definitely tell that Kyle is Kyle Bush is uh, really enjoying this. Yeah, he actually the Rowdy Energy Series with Speed Fifty One. They run a. A late model series too so he's he gets involved in that and then like you said they got him on in an interview for saturday night thunder at talladega was either during or after that rowdy energy series i was surprised they had him on there but you can just tell he's having a blast with it which is good to see yep and he's gonna only get better at it So let's talk about the elephant in the room that we didn't touch on in our last podcast Kyle Larson, he was in a race that Landon Castle and others set up and said an unfortunate word that nobody should condone using. He pays the price for it and ends up losing sponsors and his ride with Chip Ganassi Racing. He gets suspended by iRacing as well. Um, Mark, I'll get your thoughts on this. Um, 
obviously we don't condone it. It's a word that should never be used, even if you're not necessarily using it maliciously, as some people have said over social media. That word itself is just malicious. Um, the one thing that I will say about this before we get into Talladega and start the fun again is I hope Kyle Larson learns from this, takes that word out of his vocabulary, and also gets a second chance because everyone makes mistakes and everyone deserves a second chance. And I think some good will come out of this as well. And we'll see what happens to him, but I hope to see him back at some point after he finishes doing some um, stuff in the community and other things that he's required to do. You know, like I've always had a complaint about um, iRacing and it happens to me all the time. It happened to me again last night when you think you're talking to somebody on uh, uh, as, a, as a spotter or, or if you change to a different series that it, it automatically goes back to all channels. And I kind of wish that it would stay on the channel that you're on. Um, so as you actually think that you're talking to somebody and it ends up being broadcasted everywhere, and I am probably 99% sure that's exactly what happened to Kyle Larson. Um, it's unfortunate that that happened that way, um, but you uh, <laughs> you do have to watch your P's and Q's and what you say. Um, I think a lot of it, in a way, was blown out of proportion, but the sponsors are the ones that make the drivers a millionaire, and it reflects the sponsorship. So I can understand how the dominoes full, fell on that whole situation. Now, I know Kyle was out of his contracts with all his um, doings with uh, Ganassi, and I think he was all done with Chevrolet after this year. Um, I, he's with the World of Outlaws. He's a team owner there. Um, World of Outlaws is going to have him go to some classes, 30 days. It's also going to be tied in with NASCAR to uh, um, get, him, get him back set straight. Um, I don't know if he'll be back in NASCAR. I'm sure there'll be some some cars that'll some owners that'll give him a try. I don't know what kind of sponsorship he's going to find, but it's not going to be an elite car. But uh, my feeling is, I think he's just going to probably do away with NASCAR, and I think he's just going to go to the dirt and he'll stay there. That's that's my feeling where Kyle Larson's going to end up going. Well, I think you and I, we've talked about this and you and I disagree a little bit. I don't think it was necessarily blown out of proportion because it's a word that no one should use. Um, I just, I hope and I, and I, I'm pretty sure he will learn from this mistake and get a second chance. I, I disagree with you as well on he's going to do away with NASCAR. I think that's where you make the most money and he's talented enough to do it. So I think he'll, he'll find a ride in, in a year or two and get back in there and that'll help him support his team on the dirt side. Um, I just, uh, it's just unfortunate. You know, you use that word as well. It's unfortunate. I wish he never used that word. I wish I, it, it's just unfortunate. That's where I'll leave it, I guess. Yeah, well, you can't take it back. He did everything he could to apologize for it. He took responsibility for it. It's all he can do. Um, time will heal. Um, 
and we'll move on. I'm, we're gonna, we're, he's still going to be in racing no matter what. So I don't know if he's going to take some time off from NASCAR. Um, it's going to take the sponsorship to get him back there. Um, you know, Kurt Busch had uh, all kinds of uh, issues, too, to fight his way back to uh, where he needed to be, too. So, But, uh, you know, time, time will tell. It, uh, it heals, you know, as time goes on. And Kyle will be all right. But, yeah, it's a, it's a hard lesson. I heard uh, it probably cost him about $13 million. That's, that's what I heard from an estimate. And it's probably still adding up. So, so yeah, it's a hard lesson, and uh, I'm sure um, he, he's learned his lesson from it. So, um, yeah, that's that's where that stands. And I'll end it with this saying that I think a lot of positive can come from this. I always try to focus on the positive. I think it can help a lot of people understand that have used that word, that do use that word, that even if you're not intending it maliciously and you're just joking around, it's not okay. So I think it can help people grow. It'll help Kyle grow. It'll help him realize um, other things. So I think uh, that's where we should end it is let's, let's see the positive come out of this. Yeah. There'll be some positive out of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get back into what we love talking about and that's more racing and they did some more racing last night on saturday night thunder at talladega uh qualifying josh barry scott stencil bailey curry logan cv and landon huffman were the top five they did things differently they did two 10 lap heats the bottom four were eliminated so it wasn't advancing the top six and then doing the last chance qualifier the bottom four got eliminated from the heat races yeah, this was in while this was while you were on iRacing and I was spotting you, so I I kind of didn't catch this and I didn't catch up with it. But after you were done iRacing, I went back and I uh, and I watched the uh, the uh, three quarters of the uh, the final of this uh, this event. Sure. Yeah, I actually stayed up until two forty five watching both the Saturday Night Thunder from richmond and the saturday night thunder from talladega ended up falling asleep woke up at 4:45 and turned it back on to finish the last 20 laps you just can't um, get enough can you <laughs> i love it man love it <laughs> wow and then i went back to sleep after i finished that for a few hours <laughs> um he raced number one uh landon huffman chase cabray josh berry and others wreck shortly after the race gets going Drew Herring almost turns Anthony Alfredo in the trial, which is very easy to do. The cars just lighten up a little bit in the back end in the trial. So if you get into someone that's very easy to turn them, they end up saving it and continue. Um, Kyle, Kyle Weatherman takes the win. Christian Eckes was second. Bailey Curry third. Anthony Alfredo fourth. And Justin Algaier were the top five. The four that were eliminated, even though there was a bunch of people that wrecked, Gus Dean, Blake Cook, Thad Moffat and Jeffrey Earnhardt were the drivers that were eliminated. So Landon Huffman, Chase Cabrera, and Barry, the front runners that started that early wreck, were able to get into the top 20 and advance to the Saturday Night Thunder feature. And Earnhardt eliminated at Talladega? Get out. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. when there's no cautions and you're involved in an early wreck, sometimes that's hard to come back from. Yeah. Hey, Talladega is no party. It's not that easy just to step on it and go. Um, there is a little strategy with it. It is tough. Um, yeah, I've been finding that out this week. Matter of fact, 
it's becoming more frustrating than it is being fun uh, lately, as for me. It's very tough. I mean, anyone can win there, but it is tough to do. I don't care what anyone says. It is very hard to win. My hands hurt afterwards. As it goes on, I just grip the wheel more and more. And as the race goes on, I realize just how much I'm just absolutely clamping down on the steering wheel and, you know, just like lighten up here, you know, but as, as it gets more intense, I find myself gripping the wheel even tighter. <laughs> I don't think you could take a screwdriver and pry them off. I tell you, I'm really clamped down on the steering wheel. It does get intense. So, Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. I, I do the same thing on a couple of straightaways after about halfway down, I just raised my hand a little bit off the wheel to just get a little bit of stretch in it because you're right. The hands will hurt after you're off of there. And you can feel the adrenaline. You start getting shakes, you know, and that that's one place there in Daytona that actually can get you, get you going. And uh, they made some comments on the race about that today. That uh, they said, like uh, Ty Dillon said, you know, I, I get, a, I get all nervous on this one, not like he does in the car. So that's, uh, but that, it's a cool feeling. It's, it's, it means you're into it. You know, the adrenaline's flowing. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We've had that multiple times. It's a, it's a little bit of a weird feeling at times, but you know that you were, you were having fun and you were right in the thick of things when you start to have the shakes. Yep. yep. So he raced number two, then uh, Ruben Garcia spins after contact with Drew Dollar. Kaz Grala blew a motor early. Will Rogers turned in front of the field. A big one happened there. Um, Chase Briscoe ends up winning. Alex LeBay second. Ryan Vargas third. Scott Stenzel fourth. And Will Rogers comes back to still finish in the top five. Kaz Grala was trying to catch someone coming to the finish, but he is the first one eliminated. Angela Ruck was eliminated. Ruben Garcia and Michael Annette, those four eliminated from the feature. Yeah, Michael Annette. Hmm. Yeah, that was surprising to me, too. I think he had some other issues maybe going on as well. Yep, yep. So then uh, in the feature, Kyle Weatherman and Chase Briscoe lead the green by winning in the, hit, the heat races. Chase Briscoe ends up bailing shortly after the green and goes to the back. Others join him as well. Then there's a caution early. Thad Moffat gets into the wall. Myatt Snyder, Justin Haley, and others were involved. Kyle Weatherman pits. He was the only top runner to go in the pits. Well, that puts you in the back if, if that's what you wanted to do. You could actually run Talladega without uh, without pitting. But, uh, you know, if you uh, if you don't like being up front or in the middle of the hornet's nest, that's a good idea to go go, go down pit road and, uh, and uh, do that kind of a strategy. Yep, yep. We've, uh, we've seen that done many of times. Um, so then Christian Eckes and Bailey Curry lead him back to green. Derek Krause had to check up and go to the apron, almost uh, caused a wreck there. Good job by him. Christian Eckes and Anthony Fredo have a good battle for the lead. Then there's a caution with 29 to go. Noah Gregson into the wall with Scott Stenzel. Uh, Noah Gregson stuck to the wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. He didn't ricochet off the wall. He stuck to the wall. Yes, he did. Yeah. So then Eckes and Curry lead him back to green again. 
Scott Stenzel and Stephen Light and others crashed. There was no caution. It was in the back, so we really never saw a replay for that one. Um, so there was no caution. Christian Eckes and Alex LeBay have a good battle for the lead there. Then Justin Allgaier, who was a lap car, had the field goal four wide. That caused a little crunch up, and uh, Donnie Leah spun and got into someone, and uh, that caused the wreck there. Once again, a lap car, you know, and, they, and I guess they were told that if you're going to be a lap car that you run the inside by the yellow line, and uh, we deal with lap cars on there all the time. Um, some guys like to run up on the outside wall just to stay out of the way, and that doesn't work many times also. Uh, personally, I I try to get down on the apron and give everybody the ultimate respect. But uh, there's some uh, – I've seen some lap guys that sit right in the middle of the racetrack. They said the whole idea behind that was is that he wanted to pick up the draft and he wasn't going to get it on the outside. So if he could have got around the inside. And as soon as he was there and they were going by, I was just like, this ain't going to work. And guess what? It didn't work. Yeah, I, I like to go down to the apron as well, although there's times where I think it can work if the lap car is on the outside. We've seen that many of times. So I think the best spot if you're not going to go to the apron is definitely the outside. Yeah. But more times than not, it doesn't work, and then the fingers get pointed at the lap guy. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Yep. Um, then Christian Eckes had a good start coming back to green. Bailey Curry had a bad start. Alex LeBay goes to second. Um, Brandon Brown moves LeBay for second. Then there's a caution with 14 to go. Brandon Brown tried to move to the bottom. Wasn't clear of Christian Eckes, and the another big one happens. That was the big one of the night there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then uh, Josh Berry and Tyler Ankrum, who had to fight his way through that wreck, gets through it. They lead him back with nine to go. Uh, Ankrum and Seavey have a good battle for a lead for a little bit. Then there's another caution with six to go. Todd Gillen and Alex LeBay get together. Others involved in that one. Yeah, that ruined LeBay's night right there. Ty Gibbs gets black flayed with an incident with Drew Dollar as well during this caution. Um, what did he do? They never showed it, but uh, – yeah, they just mentioned that he got black flagged. I him and Drew they Dollar mentioned it. All of a sudden, there was just nothing what he did. What I I don't understand what was that. Well, so they said he was done. I said, "Well, okay." So, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Um, Tyler Ankrum and Josh Berry lead him back to green with two to go. It's a green white checkered unofficially. Tyler Ankrum gets turned just a little too big of a push from Logan Seavey. Biggest wreck of the night happens right there. Yeah, it was a pile up right there. Turned into a green um, checkered afterwards. Yep, goes into overtime. Logan Seavey and Anthony Alfredo lead him back to green. Anthony Alfredo gets turned, coming to the white flag, leading him. No caution. Logan Seavey, Tyler Ankrum, Justin Haley, others wreck coming to the checkered flag. Landon Huffman takes the win. Then it was Josh Berry, Joe Graff Jr., Tommy Joe Martins, and. Uh, Spencer Boyd round out the top five. There's so much luck involved with that. Some get through, some don't. You know, <laughs> no caution this way, that way. It's it's um, um, it was quite the show. Um, it was entertaining, um, but uh, Hoffman was the lucky one to be in the right place at the right time. 
and he got the win. Yeah, and on his Twitch channel, he was pretty pumped up about it. He's another guy that's had some rough luck in the last few weeks, so nice to see a guy get a win and, and really enjoy it. Yep, yep. So entertaining at, at all. And then and we had to get back. As soon as I got done with that, then I uh, had to get back on iRacing for you so that you could get your third place last night. Congratulations on that third place there, buddy. You, you had a hell of a run last night. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun running there up front, so... Uh, had a good spotter with me that was uh, helping me out, so appreciate that. And you know, it's it's just about having fun. Yeah, you wanted to back out a few times, and earlier in the night, I wanted to back out. I don't like the situation, but kept you going. And uh, yeah, you got a clean third out of that. And so, um, I think your race was more entertaining than the uh, Saturday night special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know it's hard to say when you should back out or not because you think there's a wreck going to come and then there's not one or there's one and you're involved anyway, so it's a hard decision to make. Yeah, you're in a hornet's nest when that's all going on. So, oh yeah, yep. So let's get into today's action and the first bit of news, Mark. Surprising to me because I didn't hear Ryan Newman had an interview to start the day. He uh, he will be returning whenever NASCAR returns to the on track and. I tell you what, I started getting goosebumps, started shaking because I was just thinking on what he, all he's been through. I seen the Talladega wreck back in 09, and to think that he's coming back, it just made me really excited for him. Yeah, I heard rumors uh, two weeks ago that said that he was going to be back, but hey, he was live on TV to tell everybody that he's ready to come back. He looks good, looks sharp, and uh, yeah, good deal. Um, we'll see Newman back in the sixth car when we get going again. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm super pumped and made me excited for the season to get back going again and happy for him and his family. And man, just a good way to start the day. Yeah, yeah, that was a good deal. All right, so let's get into the action then. Landon Castle and Corey LaJoy lead them to green. Corey LaJoy had the inside lane. All of the inside lane got going pretty good. The upper groove didn't have as good of his run. Um, first thing I've noted here, Clint and Jeff Gordon's commentating was great going back and forth. Did you see them gloves that Jeff Gordon had on? I mean, those yeah. are better gloves. Those are better gloves than I. And he said, my hands were sweating. Well, those look like some pretty intense gloves he's got on, but, um, yeah, I got I got a race with gloves on too. So if I, if I don't have them on, there's feels like something's missing. After you told me one time, I tried it a few times, but I don't. The wheel is soft itself now, the G29, so I don't use them anymore. But I do notice a lot of those guys do use them. Yep, and we're and driving stocking feet too. Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Like um, Hamlin said, if it wasn't for safety and the heat, he said he'd drive barefoot. Yeah, he drives barefoot on the simulator too, which uh, – I started using uh, just socks as well. Yep, that's. It seems like you got better feel. There's just a, a better feel to it. Yep, yep. Um, so then uh, Ty Dillon was able to take the lead early on in the race. Corey LaJoy got in front of Bowman. He took the lead from Ty Dillon, and then uh, Corey LaJoy tries to block Bowman on the outer groove. They end up going three wide. Kind of an anxious moment there. 
and then uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Brad Kozlowski swapped the lead a little bit. So some action up front and then a caution on lap 16. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Ty Dillon make contact. The first big one of the day, Jeff Gordon gets up and over and stuck into the fence. You know, I racing is pretty real once one Stenhouse wrecks on there too. Huh. Oh. <laughs> so there, there's a jab at Stenhouse there. Hey, you missed that one where Hamlin uh, took uh, Jones and shoved him right into the grass, uh, probably on lap two or three like that, and uh, and Jones actually saved it. It was a it was a great save. It was a great save by him. But yeah, Jeff Gordon, he had Velcro on his car and he got stuck right into the fence. He almost ended up out in the parking lot. So, but uh, yeah, he ended up having to use a had to use a reset on his car after that one. And then he got a lucky dog after he was involved with that wreck, and after it was all done and over with, he got a lucky dog, got his lap back. And yeah, I have that noted here as well. Um, I don't know how exactly they're doing that. I know in our sim that wouldn't work that way, but they're doing things a little different. Probably it was the name that got him back on the lead lap. So that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I had mentioned to you a few weeks ago that uh, the same thing happened with someone else a few weeks ago. And you said, oh, I didn't catch that. But, yeah, they've been doing that the whole time here. Yeah. So keep keep fans interested for some of their uh, some of their favorite drivers to keep them in it. So it is what it is. Yeah. But, uh uh, definitely Jeff Gordon was just, uh, you could just see how much he really enjoyed uh, today's festivities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then Brennan Poole and Brad Kozlowski lead them back to green. Kyle Bush bails once again. Uh, Brad Kozlowski takes the lead. And then Byron, with the help from Clint Boyer, that he takes the lead. Clint Boyer actually got a little too hot and had to fall back a couple of spots. And uh, we'll talk about him again a little later on. <laughs> Um, then William Byron gets into Poole, who gets into Kozlowski. Poole and Kozlowski save it, but they lose a ton of ground. Byron goes to the lead after all of that contact, and then Kozlowski gets into Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson spins into the grass. There was no caution, but what happened there was Kozlowski was on the apron coming out of turn four and just kind of stayed there, and then that extra lane opens up on the trioval. So then he was back into that lower groove lane, and Jimmy came down on him, and it was uh, on on from there. Yeah, that, inter it, that interrupted the crank it up since I had my stereo up to about 65 down here. I was kind of shaking the walls down here, and then uh, they cut that short because that's probably one of my favorite parts of, uh, of the race is when they crank it up just to blow the dust out of the speakers. So <laughs> it kind of bummed me out a little bit about that. But, uh, yeah, all of a sudden, now you see Jimmy Johnson and uh, now you don't. And sent him to the yeah. grass. Naturally, you knew he wasn't going to get a caution for that. Right, right. Um, Denny Hamlin goes a lap down. Uh, he gets past him and McDowell. McDowell was like six laps down. Him and Hamlin were working together. They had some damage. Uh, Parker Kligman goes to the lead. John Hunter Nemechek was up to fourth at that point. Also, was like, where did he come from? And then yeah, Clint Boyer ends up taking the lead, but then he blows up once again. Yeah, wasn't he following the 88 car right there? I think that's right. Yeah, he was following. Yep, he was because Bowman was trying to stay on the lead lap. 
and they were talking mm-hmm. about if he surpassed him or not, and he didn't, and he blew up in the trioval a lap you, or two later. You know what? I've always, when I've already been close to overheating, that it starts to flash on your dash that you're overheating. So that kind of tells you that you got to give it a breather. Um, I guess I haven't seen that recently, but I've I've experienced that before where if you're overheating, it blinks and it gives you a warning on that. And uh, he said he was running 286 degrees when she popped and, uh, and he kind of just nonchalantly went and parked it all down on the apron. And I'm thinking, you know, you still got a fix and you can get back into this. And I think he finally realized that a little bit later and somehow he still ended up getting back on the lead lap later on in the race. Yeah. I was surprised by that as, as well. Um, but yeah, they, he said earlier in the race that they said 286, it blows up. So that's why he got out of line the first time. And then, didn't the second time, and that's when it went awry for him. Uh, but that let John Hunter Nemechek get to the lead because they all had a scramble when he he blew his engine. And then green flag pit stops come. Chris Busher uh, was leading LaJoy and Junior when the first uh, set of green flag pit stops began. Uh, Dale Jr. then went to the lead for a little bit. And then after all the green flag pit stops, John Hunter Nemechek and William Byron go back to the lead. Yeah, they said Hamlin missed his pit box at, during, those, during those pit stops, and then they accused him of going backwards, and oh. he ended up getting dropped out. Well, afterwards found out that his daughter disconnected his monitor. And actually, if you go to NASCAR.com and they've got that Hamlin, uh, they have a live video of that watching his daughter going, uh-oh, as she ran out of the room. And um, <laughs> Um, and the Hamlin wasn't uh, too happy about that. I'm sure I would have been a little bit more growly about that. You know, when uh, <laughs> when when Boyer and Gordon are racing like that, and as they're talking to them and chattering, and you know, even with spotters and talking, that is such a distraction while you're racing. That just kind of, you know, I know the guys want to, you know. Phil, and you, you could see one Boyer when he got really serious. He wasn't talking, you know, when he was up front before he blew up. But uh, as for them guys having to talk while they're racing like that, I, I feel that is just such a distraction for them guys. Yeah, I agree with you. I've wondered about that since the beginning. Um, but, you know, you and I talk quite a bit when we're spotting each other. But then all of a sudden, if you're in a tight spot, you know, if I'm spotting you, I'll be talking. And then you won't talk back. I'm like, okay, he's – He's concentrating here and back and forth. So that's kind of what I was thinking of today. Yep, yep. A lot of times when I'm getting quiet, you know that I'm in it. Yep, so. Yep, same thing last night with me. We just talked about it. I got quiet there for a little bit on you as well. Yeah, that's all part of it. What was that? That's all part of it. So then, and yeah, then after that caution, a whole bunch of guys get a wave around. And Almarola, I don't know if he went from second to first or what he did there, but all of a sudden the car turned right and he caused all kinds of damage that uh, some guys were going to get the wave around the pit pit car, the pace car, and uh, and did about four different other cars piled into him. So kind of a weird move why the car just shot off to the right and hit the wall. Yeah, so there was a caution with 14 to go, Brennan Poole, turn Chase Elliott who got into Jeff Gordon. So Jeff Gordon was kind of out there without a reset. Um, Castle also hit the wall during that. And then like you said, they said that um, El Marola 
missed a shift or shifted down instead of shifting up. So that's what caused all of that. But there was Clint Boyer sitting right there, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With his commentary. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they go back to green. William Byron and John Hunter Nemechek lead them back. Ty Dillon goes to lead with Smithley to his outside. Then Alex Bowman goes to the lead. Then Derek Smithley to lead. So there was some mixing it up going on as the laps wound down. Um, then the big one, the second big one with three to go. Logano gets uh, into Priest or Priest gets into him. It was uh, Priest's right rear and Logano's left front that made contact. Got Logano loose. Logano goes into Kozlowski, then into Blaney, and it was on from there once again. Yeah, they clicked tires, Priest and uh, and. Uh... Uh, the 22, they both clicked tires there, and then he up, and uh, and then he came down and caught Keselowski in the two, and then shot back across, and then hit the 12, you know, and Blaney, and he come off that hill like a basketball, and that car was just <laughs> that was the best way to describe that. Blaney was bouncing like a basketball. That car was um, pretty much used up after he got done with that. Oh yeah, it was uh, flipping. Uh, what's the analogy that you? You use uh, flopping around like a beer can. Yeah, it looked like a beer can coming down the hill. Yep, <laughs> that's for sure. So then they go back to green. Uh, Alex Bowman and Ty Dillon lead them back. Dillon and Bowman swap lanes there. Bowman goes the block high. Ty Dillon goes low. So then Dillon's in the catbird seat on the inside lane. Although I will say that the outside groove does work pretty well there. Um. Jimmy wrecked behind on the restart as well. They didn't mention it on there, but I caught it in the television. He wrecked uh, on the restart. You know, just before that caution, you know, Byron tried to go three wide. He he tried to go way up on top, and nobody went with him, and he got shuffled out. I still think he was one of the top top guys, but when nobody went with him, um, he fell back into the pack, and he never was able to regain after that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Thanks for mentioning that. He, uh, he's one of the best out there, as we just said, and he was a major factor today as well. And so then, uh, yeah, then this comes to a green-white checker, and then they said something on there that also I got to ask you a question about. They said that you uh, that the 88 was really low on fuel and that he was able to cut his motor out. How do, yeah. you, cut your mo how do you cut your motor out? You have to um, – use your clutch so i think you have to say yes to the um shifter to use the clutch somehow somehow you have to go in your settings and be able to use the clutch but there is a way to do that plus some other guys were talking on there and this has been a year or two already and i've never looked into it because i've never had a reason to i think there's even a switch that you can turn off the motor somehow i have to look into that Maybe it's one of the F buttons, but that was news to me, and I actually wrote that down like, huh? Because there's times once when you're desperate for fuel at the end, and it would be nice if you could cut your motor. And uh, so that, that option is out there, and we're going to have to investigate to figure out how to do that. Yeah, I think it was two years ago when I first heard of that, but I never investigated because you can go into fourth and save some major fuel as well, so... I've never used it. It's probably a good option to have, so we should look into it. But um, I've heard about that for the last few years now. Yeah, well, I underline that to like, how? How do you do that? So 
<laughs> All right. So we'll, so we'll investigate that. Yep. Yep. So then Alex Bowman leads at the white flag. Priest was pushing him. LaJoy was pushing Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon gets turned by LaJoy coming into the trial. Alex Bowman wins in a close finish. Corey LaJoy was second. Ryan Priest third. Garrett Smithley fourth. Landon Castle fifth. William Byron was sixth. Brennan Poole seventh. Kyle Bush eighth. Kurt Bush ninth. And Daniel Suarez rounds out the top ten. Yeah, so the 88 wins on fumes on that one. I felt bad for Ty Dillon. And uh, I'm sure he wasn't too happy after that, after he got dumped. But um, <laughs> it happens when you're coming to the finish. Seems like every race uh, is that way on the last lap that somebody ends up getting boogered out. Yeah, you know, um, that's just racing. I felt bad for him as well. It was nice to see him up front, someone that you don't see up front all the time, although he's a decent iron racer. So, um, but you and I had talked earlier this week about thinking this could be another disaster race and caution filled race. And I have to say that I was pretty impressed and pretty entertained today. Yes. Um, it was much better than what I thought. I thought this was going to be like a Bristol, just like, Oh, these guys can't get out of their own way, you know, but there was, uh, you know, some good long, long lap racing and, uh, yeah, that was good to see. So yeah, good show today. Very good. Absolutely. Well, um, I do just have to mention that we are, um, Picking drivers each week, and you are now you now have nine wins of the drivers you picked, and I have seven, so you're up two on me. Yeah, mine mine got shut down by a little girl today, and just like, uh. <laughs> but um, see, well, that, that should count as a half, huh? Uh, for mechanical, <laughs> you think maybe? Please, please, please. <laughs> I don't know because then I would pick yeah. Boyer every week because I would get a half point for all the bad luck he has. Well, you know, I picked right away, and then all of a sudden I didn't hear back from you, and I had to make the comment, like, what are you waiting for, the lineup? You know, and then you you didn't see the lineup, and you got your pick in about uh, 15 seconds before you saw the lineup. So I had to uh, push your button to make sure that you followed through with that. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure that Dale Jr. was in it because a few weeks ago we were talking about not doing it. Um, but now after I thought about it, I remember him saying that he is going to do Talladega. But I never – I was streaming on my phone at that point too, so I was probably a minute behind you. So once I saw that he was in it, I uh, sent you back right away. Yeah, it's Talladega. You know he would show up for that, especially with Jeff Gordon being there. So, so yeah, it would be no doubt that he would have run that one. That was pretty cool seeing Jeff Gordon today, you know, and, and him and Clint's banter back and forth. I got a real good kick out of that. You know, you might see you might see some other retired drivers might just uh, dip into it. You know, Biffle's back in it. You know, and you might see a few more come through uh, afterwards. Hey, get Richard Petty out there and let's see <laughs> let's see what he can do. Get the old man out there and give him a wheel and see what he can do. Uh, that'd be interesting. A guy um, I would really enjoy seeing that just came to the top of my head, Mark Martin. Yep, there's one. Yep, he could come back and if he's in that kind of thing, but uh, yeah, maybe you can have a series with a whole bunch of older guys and uh, put them on a track like Martinsville and let them grind it out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So 
Other well, news that I see that's out there, um, you know, you talked a few weeks about that Brian France lawsuit, and um, they uh, withdraw where they withdrew that whole uh, that whole case. And it sounds like there's a settlement that's going to be taken care of behind the scenes, and it's the whole thing has been withdrawn because they don't want to pay unnecessary attorney fees. So I thought that was interesting. So that's going to go away with the Bill France yeah, lawsuit so, that was out there. So touching on that a little bit, um, Drunken Brian France was a Twitter handle that was out there, and it was actually pretty funny. But looking back, I can see why Brian France would have been a little offended by that after the whole deal he was in and then um, trying to rebuild his name. So on the last post that that person made, whoever made it, said that he never intended to use it as a derogatory thing and all this. So he basically made a public apology and said that would be his last Twitter post. So then uh, that was a part of the settlement. Yeah, so that's that's actually going to go away. I could see where there could be some uh, bad feelings about that whole thing. So so that that's done and over with. Um, I see that uh, Go Fast Racing got planned, Plan B sales. Plan B sales is sure getting in with a lot of uh, other teams. I know Ty Majeski's got them for on his truck, and um, he's going to be going with a Go Fast, and he's going to get some sponsorship um, later on down the year. So that's a good sponsor. That seems to be getting all kinds of people uh, sponsored lately. Yeah, that's a company that loves racing, and they've sponsored guys in the past, and they make diecasts and or sell diecasts. So um, that's a pretty good company. I think there's a former announcer involved somehow. I have to do more research on them, but I thought I saw that at one point. Yep, yep. But uh, all of a sudden, you see that you see a lot of sponsorship, and all of a sudden they pop up here and there, and so that's cool. They're sticking money into the business, so that's all right. I think they um, actually distribute and sell uh, Lionel racing cars is I think what they do. I don't think they actually create the diecast. I think they distribute for Lionel. Hey, where can you get some diecast diecast cars? I don't have enough already. You know? I know. I know. <laughs> I've, I've done it. I, I, I was like, man, what am I going to do with all these? You know? <laughs> Yeah, you can have them out in the garden, you know, and you can, uh, your, your uh, little boy can uh, run around out in the garden with your race cars and uh, do some dirt racing <laughs> on the flower beds, you know. And I used yeah. to do that when I was a kid, you know. That's exactly what will happen with him, actually. He'll, uh, he'll get them. He'll get the old ones. <laughs> that's right. Take some of the paint off and it'll give him some character. So that's cool. Yeah. I and, remember doing uh, that even at the races. Yeah, yeah. And you still see kids doing that, you know, still uh, racing cars on the, on the benches and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's still out there. Yeah. Hey, hey what about the race shops uh, going to start loosening up uh, down in Carolina? They, uh, it's sounding like the end of this next week that uh, I guess the Carolinas said that uh, race shops are essential all of a sudden. And... Uh, they even mentioned it on iRacing today. They're saying it's sounding like the week before Memorial Day that maybe Darlington might be a goal for a 400. Um, nothing from NASCAR, but for them to mention it on TV, Mike Joy mentioned it today. I'm just like, well, then that rumor is uh, is out there. Let's just uh, 
hope people uh, uh, keep getting better and don't get a whole bunch of people sick and we might just might be running here in a couple of weeks so we'll see yeah where there's smoke there's fire we've heard this over the last couple of weeks so now that they mentioned it on tv like you said it gives it more concrete evidence that there's been discussions for sure behind the scenes so um on the race shop thing i know they're talking about maybe making those guys wear masks all day long um i can tell you from experience i have to wear a mask every day all day i work in healthcare, and it can uh be a nuisance and very hot and if those guys are working on parts and welding and all that where they're in a hotter environment that could uh that could be tough so i started thinking about that today too yeah it's an adjustment that's got to be done um but uh for for racing to be essential and i guess there'd be only you know the carolinas and indiana you know <laughs> the racing is essential and it should be essential up here in wisconsin as much racing as we've got up here um but uh we'll see how that goes but yeah i would like you're right smoke there's fire and uh we'll see well uh, there'll be some news coming out I keep checking in with NASCAR, and I don't see nothing there. Uh, Jayski's talking about it here and there, speculation. So so we'll have to watch the news here. I think they said there's going to be some updates coming up later this week. Yeah, another thing with that coming up in the Ryan Newman announcement today, that leaves Ross Chastain without a cup ride. There's been a little smoke that he would be the preferred choice to fill in at Ganassi since he's already under contract with them. I know Adam Stern has tried to check in with them, but Chip Ganassi Racing has not made a comment on that yet. So we'll have to watch for that coming out in a few days as well. Well, you got to make sure the sponsors are all on board and everything that that's okay with them. And if they can get the sponsorship back or what's going to happen with that. So yeah, that's all up in the air, but now that Newman is going to go back to the six, yeah, that frees Chastain back up. So yeah, everybody's 95% sure that that's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure there will be an announcement coming soon about that. Well, and the thing is about the sponsors is they didn't really say that they were going to leave Chip Ganassi Racing, just that they were ending ties with Kyle Larson. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think they're still going to be Ganassi Racing. So, as long as they sign off on it, which I don't see why they wouldn't. They've probably already had discussions behind the scenes with Kyle being in his last year, just in case something would happen. So, um you know, I hate to talk about it because Kyle Larson is losing a ride and he's a talented guy and made a mistake, but something that is in the news and you wonder what's going to happen with it. Just think about Chaz Stain and his driving style in that 42 car. Wow, that ought to be oh. worth watching. <laughs> that should be good. You've seen it in the 42 at the Xfinity level. He got in it and had success right away with his aggressive driving style and got into it with Kevin Harvick right away, so he wasn't afraid, and it just yep. showed the talent that he had. So, yep, that that'll be something to watch if that happens. Yep, I, I like his driving style. He's aggressive, you know, and it might bend some feelings down the road, but um, yeah, I can see how Kanasi could uh, be happy with him. Yep. Yeah. So they're still doing Wednesday night racing. There's still some eye racing that's on FS1 at, on Wednesday nights. And um, Dover's a go at noon next Sunday on the Fox Sports Networks. So that's Dover next week. Yeehaw. That's been a race I was uh, excited about, although I'll say with Bristol being 
not so good. I wonder if it'll turn into that. Um, I I like Dover, so I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm a little concerned after seeing how Bristol turned out. Well, take them resets away, and then they'll drive a little bit more using their head. Because if you if you ain't got a reset and you get damaged, you're done. So you, that's going to make you just a little bit more cautious. But uh, yeah, Dover, Dover's tough. You know, Dover's a tough place to get around to. So we're going to find great. that out this week. There's a whole bunch of Dover coming up this week on iRacing. That is one of the f- most fun tracks coming out of turn two or coming out of turn four, just a skating, hoping you don't hit hit the wall or get loose and go down to the inside wall. That is really fun hitting those corners just right. They should put lights there. That would really be cool if they had a night race there. Yeah, that's true. That's a good hmm. thought. Yeah. But they Make can't get the fan base there. They, they have a hard time, hard time filling the stands there. That's why I think – once when the new schedule comes out, I think there's only going to be one race at Dover. I don't think they're going to have two races there anymore. They just can't seem to fill the stands anymore. I would love to go to Dover. That's on mine. I think we mentioned that last time. To sit over in that catwalk or stand in that catwalk thing. Oh, man, I can't imagine how that thing rattles as the car goes, cars go by and all that. I think that would be a blast. And a basket full of crab cakes. Because if I went there, I would be eating crab cakes like I eat grits when I go down south. <laughs> yep. When I go down south, it's grits. But if I'm over there, I'd be doing some crab cakes, man. That would be me. <laughs> there you go. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, yep. We'll keep watching this, these races on mm-hmm. Wednesday night. We'll keep reporting on the Saturday night thunders, the Sunday race. And, We'll also give you a little bit of insight on what we're doing on iRacing and, and all of that stuff. So um, make sure to follow Double L Sports Network on Facebook and on Twitter and also at Lauren Leach, L-O-R-A-N-L-E-E-C-H. Watch for some of that content coming out. As I previously mentioned, we have started the NFL podcast with the draft coming up. We're going to do a draft recap podcast this next week. Uh, that Right now is called the Leaning Tower of Chiza, a little bit of an ode to um, the saying in the Goofy movie. And with cheese being big up here in Wisconsin and, and Packer fans, we decided to go with that one, or, or I decided to go with that one. So Double L Sports Network, again, make sure to follow that. Watch for, for all the content coming out, and, and thanks for listening. And, Mark, thanks for being a part of this podcast. Yep, thanks for being cheesy there, buddy. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you uh, down the road here. And Everybody have a great week. Stay healthy. Yep. Stay safe. Yep. Take care. See ya. Bye.